0: Jazz.
1: Stockton. The high schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number
2: four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying.
0: It's the full court press with Eric Franson. 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Thanks for having us along with you as you're getting ready for the weekend. I'd uh, love to hear from you on uh, what you've uh, what have you got on tap this weekend. What are you doing? It's supposed to be hot. Uh, it's supposed to be a warm weekend, so plan accordingly. But uh, if you're heading out and about, we'd love to have you take us along with you. Take their uh, mobile app. Listen on the radio, stream us online, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, which is free and easy to download, or just pull us up on your uh, your laptop or your iPad, whatever. Uh, still great content from Fox Sports Radio, and then you can listen to our podcasts from before. Great interviews that we've had over the last little while. Not too long ago, uh, I had a good conversation with um, uh, John Hartwell, Director of Athletics for Utah State. Uh, we've had a conversation with Blake Anderson earlier this week that had some really, really good stuff from the Utah State head football coach. Uh, we had that uh, uh, interview that David Locke did with uh, Danny Ainge yesterday that we played. So, a lot of great stuff on our podcast feed. If you want to go back and listen, if you missed something from before, you can go back and find it on our uh, website or just subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Just search for the Full Court Press. Or search for my name, Eric Franson, and uh, and you'll more than likely find us there. But a couple things to uh, to get through today. Um, Want to get a touch on a few things with um, high school sports, as uh, that news came down yesterday from the Utah High School Activities Association about sportsmanship at, uh, at with soccer in the state of Utah and putting the entire sport on probation. I can't remember ever seeing anything like that. Uh, I, I know there's been times before where uh, there may have been uh, you know, certain uh, regions or maybe certain teams, uh, certain coaches that have uh, been under scrutiny because of various you know, issues that have, have uh, taken place, sportsmanship among them. But I don't recall a time... Where an entire sport across all classifications, across all regions, got put on probation. So, and like I said, when I read this and and, and talked about it when I first saw it, I, I readily admit I don't get to very many high school soccer games. Very few of them. Hopefully, I get a chance to go to more of them in the future with the soccer-playing son. But um, you know, there I just I haven't been able to get to very many. Of uh, these high school soccer games in our area, so I don't, I don't really have a frame of reference about is this, is this really that bad here locally? So I, I turn to you, our audience, to let me know if you've noticed that. Uh, we did get a text or two that, um, that noticed that you know that they talked about it that it's uh, uh, they've seen some issues with uh, fan behavior. With uh, and and uh, player behavior, with uh, in the sport of soccer, uh, threw it out on social media. Got a few responses back on that. Um, one of those was from uh, at agrizzly uh, Grizzly uh, on Twitter. Not sure who is creating the problem at this point, based on what UHSAA shared. It would seem red cards would resolve unsportsmanlike conduct by players. Action taken seems aimed at the players. Question mark. If fans slash parents are the problem, put them on probation and don't allow any fans at games. Okay, interesting. Uh, Jess Omer, at Jess Omer, also on uh, Twitter earlier today, said, I've talked with many boys soccer officials who will not return next season, and these aren't inexperienced officials. Many have worked college. Uh, wow. Okay, so it's a, uh, and then there was... um. Uh, At uh, Jeremy underscore Mon, this seems to have come out of left field for me. I don't know. Perhaps it's a bigger problem here than I realized. Or maybe it's just really bad elsewhere in the state. So they had to do something drastic to address it. Uh, Again, some of the reactions to the news yesterday afternoon, late afternoon, uh, about uh, the uh, all of high school soccer being placed on probation reducing the number of games that they can play from 16 down to 14 and it'll be on a three-year probationary period and they will reevaluate after each year and really the, the reasoning was unsportsmanlike conduct on the field at, well ejections in pl- in the in play related to unsportsmanlike conduct so, Interesting to see how that uh, um, how that reaction continues to percolate uh, and uh, we, we've I've reached out to some rules officials uh, at UHSAA. I, I reached out to USA UHSAA officials in general. Um, all they would tell me is that it was it, it applied to all teams throughout the state, and they really aren't going to uh, make any more comments. Beyond that, uh, I've been trying to reach out to some some uh, referees or those in charge of referees over high school soccer in the state. Uh, so continue to work on that, try to get their perspective just to see how prevalent this is, how bad is it. Are there pockets where this is worse than others, or is it pretty prevalent throughout the entire sport? So uh, trying to get to the bottom of that. Uh, Jason Walker, who was on with me earlier this week, um, he has been to several high school games uh, r- reporting on, Uh, On uh, on these games, and uh, he he mentioned that uh, he has seen some some of this behavior, and that it's uh, not good. Uh, He has uh, he's noticed some uh, a prevalence of uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, And his reaction last night says, speaking anecdotally, soccer has been the worst in terms of sportsmanship out of all sports I've covered. Coaches in schools need to get on top of this and not let unruly behavior go unpunished. Now, if you'll remember, I had uh, Mike Furman on about a month ago, month and a half ago. He is uh, over officials for football. He is an official himself for basketball, and uh, I had him on right after I got a notice, and many other parents did that. Uh, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct on the sidelines. Is getting out of hand, and if it doesn't get better, then parents will be suspended and games will be played without fans. Um, so, uh, and he he was gracious; he wasn't going to throw anybody under the bus, but he admitted, you know, there there can be some times where there's some unsportsmanlike conduct going on. But if you watch soccer, uh, soccer and and basketball are among the worst, with the players themselves. Reacting to, complaining to, and whining to officials, uh, and I think the biggest challenge with soccer is there's only one ref on the field. Like right? with with the at least with basketball, you have two others, so you have multiple points of view. And if there's a dispute, they can huddle together and then come back with you know put their heads together and, and come back with a determination. Uh, or at least you can spread it around a little bit, so not one person is the sole focus of every missed call or call that does get made. So uh, fundamentally, soccer has that challenge that one person bears the brunt of everything that happens in the course of the game. So, uh, but bottom line here is it there's a problem, and it needs to be changed and it needs to be addressed. So, do you agree with? With the measures that UHSAA is taking to address sportsmanship or uh, unsportsmanlike conduct in the sport of of soccer, so is that the appropriate answer? Um, you know, this is uh, it's a pretty pretty serious thing to to reduce the number of games that could be played. Now, looking at Region Eleven teams, you know, as we mentioned, Ridge Line was a runner up this year with their boys soccer team. Uh, last year, they won the whole thing, so they've had a level of success um, at, at their program. But when looking at the Region Eleven schools in their regular season, how many games did they play? Now, as I mentioned, that the UHSAA says there are um, sixteen allowed, uh, sanctioned contests, uh, but that's going to be reduced down to fourteen. Most Region Eleven schools played fifteen games. But uh, Mountain Crest had 17 uh, scheduled, so it will be a slight difference for Region 11. Not drastic, uh, at least not now, compared to what they did in this last year. But um, what else can be done to address sportsmanship on the field or on the court? Because if it's a problem with coaches, if it's a problem with parents, I agree with what a Grizzly said on on Twitter that um, you you send a message, you have a game or two where fans are not allowed if it's really that egregious. But it's really, according to the release, this is about the players themselves. So uh, according to UHSAA rules for what uh, is considered unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, it was which would not involve taunting. If there is unsportsmanlike conduct, then um, you know, there is uh, you can get a yellow card to the person in question. the The name of the individual who receives a yellow card is tracked by the school to ensure ongoing compliance. And an individual's record can be expunged if they complete a sportsmanship course. But there is an online portal for referees to fill out information for every red card that is given. Um, and so it's tracked. like It's detailed, and they follow it. Um, so there, Act 1, you get a yellow card. That's for unsportsmanlike conduct, not involving taunting. Act 2 is a first ejection because of taunting and unsportsmanlike behavior. So it could be a three-game suspension. From UHSAA activities, the ejected party must complete the NFHS sportsmanship clinic and meet with their school principal before reinstatement. Taunting or racist language do not require a yellow card warning before an ejection from the facility. Uh, act number three is a second ejection because of taunting or unsportsmanlike behavior. And the penalty for that is there an ejection for the remainder of the sports season. And then Act 4 is a third ejection because of taunting or unsportsmanlike conduct, and you're banned for a calendar year from UHSAA activities. So regardless, if not just that sport, but if you are a multi-sport athlete, you cannot compete or participate. Uh, But generally, a a red card is given to fans – it can be given to fans who receive their second warning from a game administrator due to unsportsmanlike behavior or to fans who engage in acts of taunting. Uh, and if they are given a red card, they're asked to leave the facility immediately. School administrators, they're the ones responsible to make sure that, that's enforced. But um, it, it, uh, th- this is an interesting um, uh, result here. And uh, trying to send a message... Uh, about you know trying to get better and be better about how players treat officials and uh, how they act on the field towards each other so um i it's i don't know I, I, this must have been this this apparently has been going on for some time and is has, has been an issue i can't i can't believe that this would just be a a reaction to something that's just occurred recently i'm sure there's been warnings And then this has to be the next step. UHSAA doesn't normally act rashly like that. And I haven't seen anything like this before. So pretty strong statement that um, high school soccer needs to clean up its act. And frankly, probably sends a strong message to every other sport that the UHSAA is setting a standard now that if unsportsmanlike conduct continues on the field of play, then they've now set a standard that they can go back to and say, "Look, we did it for soccer; we'll do it for your sport as well." If you don't clean it up, so again, if you want to text in, love to get your reactions to it on our full court press text line four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the full court press today five two four two texting in random question who your who's your uh, guys top five coaches in the NBA today. Oh, good question. Um, I don't know if I'd have a particular order just off the top of my head, but I would have to put uh, Steve Kerr on there. Eric Spolstra would have to be on that list. Um, I think that um, uh, Greg Popovich is still on that list, even though he's his success has waned uh, more recently. Um. I don't know if we can consider Quinn anymore because he's out, but uh, Mike Budenholzer, generally uh, re- thought of as a, a good coach. Uh, I think those are, what is that, four <laughs> on the list? Uh, and then, I, oh, Nick Nurse. I'd put Nick Nurse on there uh, as a top five. Ty Liu, 5'2", 4'2". Good question. Um, probably. I mean, uh, I think he deserves a little bit more credit than what he has been given because of some of the adjustments that he's proven to be able to make and coach high-level all-stars. Um, but yeah, I think he would be in consideration in the top five. I don't know if I'd put him in the top five, but I think he's close. I think he'd be close. Um, one 5 four, zero. I love the new rules. Um. Yeah, the new rules for what the, the the approach the UHSAA is taking in regards to unsportsmanlike conduct and reducing games. Uh, yeah, but let me know what your just some clarification there. One five four zero. Which new rules? They didn't institute new rules, but they are. Uh, uh, but they they're talking about reducing games because of the unsportsmanship the uh, uh, activities that are going on. Oh yes, one five four zero. Thank you, sportsmanship. Yeah, I I think look, it, it's got to get better. It's a uh, you know I don't know what's what's going on with our sportsmanship it, lately. It, it's everybody feels like they can say or do whatever they want without, um, you know, repercussions. But look, we we talked about this in the uh, with the Boston Celtics. Uh, in game 3 you you can heckle uh you can get after opposing players but you can you don't have to be crass about it uh it, you you can you can get under opponent's skin without having to go to the to the gutter so it's kind of related to what we're seeing with high school soccer i hope they get it cleaned up it sends a strong message as i said to all sports at the high school level in utah not just for, uh, for soccer, but um, yeah, they'll be on probation for three years now and be reevaluated at the end of every season. And, and as I was doing some research on this, you know, referees in high school soccer, they have an online portal. like they report every time they hand out a red card, They say who they gave it to and why. and so UHS, UHSAA has been tracking this for a while. And they, they know the data and they're seeing the reasons why why people are getting red cards and uh and it's because of this unsportsmanlike garbage that's uh, becoming way too prevalent. Uh while we're still talking high school sports, just want to pass this along. Um the uh Desert News put together their softball uh players of the year. Certainly we should recognize the four-A player of the year going to Marquesa Jensen at Ridgeline and had a uh, a tremendous season, but more specifically had a tremendous run down in southern Utah in the 4A softball championship. Finished with a 22-3 record, 2.87 ERA. She was undefeated in the state tournament, went 5-0, and was also solid at the plate. So congratulations to Marquesa Jensen being recognized from the Deseret News as the 4A softball player of the year, and uh, I this slipped by, and I didn't catch this um, earlier when this was put out, but I just noticed this over earlier today as well. Uh, the, I guess the D News put together a, a matrix, and they've been doing this for some time. I don't know why I haven't seen this before, but they put together an all sports awards and they give uh, a certain point value to each school for each sport that when they win. State championship, and they add it all up to determine which which schools had the best uh, best sports year. And when you look at 4A, Ridgeline had the best best year in all of 4A. In fact, they had the best year of all of 3A, 4A, 5A, and 6A. When you look at the total matrix here and the point values of what they won. Uh, they, they won state championships in football. Uh, they won it in golf. They won it in volleyball. They won the state championship in, uh, in softball, as I mentioned. They were second in girls' soccer. Uh, no, excuse me, in boys' soccer. Uh, they were second in tennis. <laughs> they were uh, second in basketball. So they... They were very high. They either won or came in second place in a lot of different sports. And uh, so their, their point total for boys' sports was 55. Point total for girls' sports was 67.5. So a lot of success at Ridgeline High with an overall total of 122.5. The, the top-performing school in 5A was Lee High at 92. Top-performing school in 6A was Lone Peak who has been the top-performing school for several years in a row at 107.5. But a pretty big gap there between Ridgeline and Desert Hills. And for a 122.5 for Ridgeline, 94.5 for Desert Hills, Green Canyon came in at number four, Uh, Skyview at number six, looking at the uh, point totals for their accomplishments. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive run there for Ridgeline in the season that they had. And uh, they were... They finished as a runner up to Desert Hills last year. Regeline did, and it was just by half a point. So it was really close, but this year there was definitely no question who was uh, the top team in all of 4A across both boys and girls and what they were able to accomplish um in their uh, athletics. And uh when you look at if you just look at boys sports and their accomplishments Crimson Cliffs actually edged Ridgeline by one point. But when we look at the girls, uh, Ridgeline was ahead of everybody by 10.5, the next closest. So it was really the girls' sports uh, programs for Ridgeline that really put them over the top. So congratulations to Ridgeline and all their success. Congratulations to Marquesa Jensen, recognized as a 4A softball player of the year. Again, from uh, the uh, Deseret News. All right, quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, when we come back, uh, speaking of rules, some rules changes. There's some rules changes for college basketball that are coming up. How do you like those that are being proposed? Well, not being proposed. They're going to be implemented. And uh, the it's some big news for Utah Tech uh, University and as they're transitioning their athletic program. And also, the Sporting News today ranked all – of college football coaches for the upcoming season. Where does Blake Anderson fall on that list? And where is he compared to his peers throughout the Mountain West Conference and even some in the state of Utah? We'll take a look at that coming up on the Full Court Press here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, it's uh, it's hot today. It's going to be hot tomorrow as well. And I think Sunday's going to be warm also. So if Sunday's your best chance to get your oil changed, go check uh, check in to Valvoline Instant Oil Change because they're now open on Sundays. And that warm weather can be brutal on your vehicle. So go check it in at uh, 695 North Main in Logan. At Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they're quick, they're clean. It's easy to get in and out. And that's really how it should be when it comes to your oil change. So stop in today or anytime this weekend.
1: You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. I get asked all the time, do I have to sign up for Medicare? Check out our website, lssins.com, or call 752-9493. Medicare doesn't have to be confusing. We have the answers to all your questions and will help each step of the way. With decades of experience, we'll guide you through each step. There is no cost to work with LSS Insurance. We make Medicare easy. Call 752-9493. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cache Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cache Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. This is Ryan at My Mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed in a box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At My Mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posturepedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at My Mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? summer is just around the corner don't crank up your ac unit before getting it serviced advanced heating and air conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service if your system needs replaced think york york has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options call advanced heating and air conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of di online at advancedheating-ac.com
2: until you are
1: advanced heating and air
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Friday. Hope you're off to somewhere fun this weekend. Stay hydrated. Take the uh, sunscreen with you. It's going to be warm. It's going to be hot. Uh, but uh, take us with you wherever you're going. The full court press on the uh, 106.9 The Fan mobile app. You can go back and listen to our old shows or old podcasts or listen to our other shows that are on this station through the weekend. A um, couple big things going on. As mentioned, the UHSAA probation announcement for high school soccer affecting over 100 schools, 100 teams across all classifications in the state. Um, another interesting note coming down here recently, the NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel, uh, uh, this was yesterday, they uh, they voted to allow men's basketball officials to assess a Class B technical foul to players who fake being fouled. And that will begin this upcoming basketball season. So if, uh, basically, if, if if a player is called for flopping, the opposing team would shoot one free throw. So the, before, officials would would give a warning before they would assess a technical foul on any following or subsequent incidents when it's judge, judged to be flopping. But now, uh, they can just go ahead and, and award the technical right away. They don't have to warn you first. So... Uh the committee, the according to the NCAA Rules Committee, uh flopping is defined as an unsporting act that occurs when a player attempts to influence an official's judgment by creating an appearance that a foul has been committed when there has been incidental or no contact. Interesting. Uh, I, I know there's been a couple of Aggie games where there were some flopping warnings given. Um you know, I know that there's a few players that that try to sell getting fouled, but I think we can make strong arguments that there was contact. So this is where there's a judgment call from the official. Was it incidental contact, or was there no contact, or was there contact? And they can still decide whether to call it or not, but this may cause players to second-guess just how much they try to sell uh, getting fouled and uh, they try to bait the the referee into calling a foul, which frankly I I like this rule. Uh, again, it sends a message that like this isn't this isn't soccer of the early two thousands and and the and the nineties where it looked like guys were getting hit by snipers and uh, you know flopping all over the place when somebody just breathed on them. Um, it was really bad. In professional soccer in Europe for a long time and uh, trying to get it better. And uh, it was a problem in the NBA, and the NBA is trying to clean it up. It still happens to some degree, and we've seen it happen in the collegiate level. And and now college officials are saying, hey, we got to send a stronger message. And uh, you can't do that. 9315, how will this affect the Aggies? And will this make Mountain West officials ref more consistently? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it will uh if it will make them ref more consistently because that's uh it's a guessing game every game <laughs> and sometimes even within the game how how the game will get called. Ryland Jones, I know has gotten a few of those uh, warnings before. But uh how will it affect the Aggies? I don't think it affects them too much. Uh, they're they're not a team that really overtly tries to sell it or it uh, goes to, to the extremes but uh hopefully it, it just cleans up the game of basketball generally and I'm okay with that cuz I hate flopping. I hate it when guys act like they just got destroyed uh and uh, really it's just an incidental brush by or something like that. Uh one of the other a few other things that were passed not really big deal here but uh there's a the panel also approved uh, experimental technology rules, so it allows teams to view live video or pre-loaded video on their bench for this upcoming season. Again, if the, if the conference submits a waiver request to allow them to do that, it'll be allowed. Uh, it will be allowed in multiple team events, like these uh, pre-conference tournaments that teams go to, and the NIT for this upcoming year. Uh, women's basketball teams can also experiment with it during conference games, uh, again, if the conference submits a waiver. And then one other change, conferences as well as the NIT, they can experiment using five media timeouts on the first dead ball situations under the 17-minute, 14-minute, 11-minute, 8-minute, and 4-minute marks of the second half. So the according to the NCAA Rules Committee, the rationale is – they help the flow of the game so commercial breaks will not be taken when teams use their allotted timeouts. So uh, we would see this, and it, was, it always drives me crazy about college basketball. They'll take a timeout, run one play, take another timeout to do these media timeouts, and you got to use the timeout before you hit a certain benchmark or you lose it. I mean, it's, there's some really stupid stuff about college basketball with the halves. Just go to Quarters like everybody else does at every other level, and some of that gets solved. Just I know that they've been doing it for women's sports and women's basketball, but by now, why are we still doing halves for for men's basketball? I don't understand this at all. But media timeouts, a a slight adjustment there with what they're doing. And one other thing about college sports, uh, college news or athletics news in the state of Utah, Utah Technical University, formerly Dixie State, Which, uh, you know, it's branded as Utah Tech, but it's still Dixie State Athletics when you try to go to their website. So they still got some things to work through. But uh, the the Western Athletic Conference, they're part of the WAC for basketball, but the uh, WAC board of directors are going to allow Utah Tech and Tarlington State to participate in all conference championships, starting with this upcoming uh, athletic season. So kind of exciting news for Utah Tech in their transition into uh, Division I and what they're trying to do with their athletic program. Uh, WAC Commissioner Brian Thornton, in a statement, said the inclusion of the, of the Texans and Trailblazers in all championships not only strengthens our league as a whole, but provides a large group of student-athletes with a proper end-of-season experience, close quote. Um, so Utah Tech... And uh, Tarleton State University—they're coming to their second season, or assuming they just completed their second season of their four-year transition into Division One status this past May. Um, so that means that all 15 intercollegiate programs at Utah Tech will be able to will be eligible to play for WAC championships starting this fall. Uh, Ken Beezer is the new athletics director down there. That's a familiar name for folks around here. Definitely. Uh, been involved with a lot of different programs throughout the state, but he's new the uh, the new athletic director at Utah Tech, and uh, excited for this transition and this announcement for the Trailblazers. So, making a some some growth happening down in Southern Utah. So wish them wish them well in the WAC. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, college football coaches, how are they ranked? The Sporting News went through and ranked all 131 coaches in college football. Where does Blake Anderson land on this list, and where does he compare it to others in the Mountain West Conference, others in the state of Utah, and also uh, how? Where do the lists today compare? Where are they on these lists today compared to where they were last year? So growth and movement up or down little surprising to see some of the coaches on this list who moved up and some who dropped. And by how much? Who had the biggest gain? Who had the biggest loss uh, when you're compared to last? So we'll take a look at that coming up, as well as some uh, predictions about what might happen tonight in the NBA Finals Game 4 between the Celtics and the, and the uh, Warriors in Boston later on tonight. Love to get your predictions on our full-court press text line, 435-339-0321. At Mountain West Motor, they've been doing an amazing job of, of, inv- of uh, driving change in our community. Now, each month, they select a local nonprofit or a cause to donate to, and we can all drive change by helping those in need and visit Mountain West Motor and explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV and ask about what they're doing to drive change in our communities. Go check them out at 615 North Main in Logan or visit them online, mwmotor.com. This is Jay
1: from Daryl's Appliance. Your friends and neighbors know us for our large scratch and dent inventory. Now you do too. Save up to 40% on these appliances with minor cosmetic defects. This June, we're trying to clear them out to make room for more. Plus, you get Daryl's exclusive full two-year extended warranty for free on scratch and dent appliances. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's
2: West on Airport Road.
1: See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown
2: Benson. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac power you can count on. We all know
1: moms
0: rule the world, but dads are important too. Do something special for dad this Father's Day. Pick him out a watch to fit his personality from Jerick's. We feature watches by Citizen, Bolova, unique wood watches by Tree Hut, and our own one-of-a-kind custom-brand Jerick's Fine Jewelry timepieces. Or maybe your dad would like a tie bar, chain, bracelet, or how about a special ring with your name engraved on the inside? Let dad know how special he is. Jerick's fine Jewelry
1: Make
0: it special, make it
1: jealous. Happy Father's Day from Birch Creek Golf Course. For Dad this Father's Day, choose Birch Creek. Our 9 nine-hole punch passes are on sale, or get Dad a gift certificate that can be used for golf or golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff visit our virtual pro shop at birchcreekgolf.com for dad this father's day and have your purchase mailed to you or dad so for dad this father's day i invite you to choose birch creek golf course in smithfield
0: It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is how with Northern Utah ChemDry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and 106.9TheFan.com. I forgot to mention, you know, one of the other podcasts you can go back and listen to was our interview with the new Mountain Crest head football coach, Ryan Visser. That was fun, talking to him about his journey to becoming a head coach, being able to come back to Cache Valley, what his vision is for the Mustangs, so all available on our podcast feed and 106.9thefan.com if you want to go back and listen to any of those interviews. if uh, When you've got some spare time out doing stuff in the yard this weekend or on a boat or whatever, we've got some of that content available for free. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to sign up for anything. It's totally free. So, uh, Sporting News put together their ranking of college football coaches for this upcoming season. And they compare the this year's list to last year's, at least where they were on last year's list. And some are first-year head coaches, so they don't have a ranking. But when you look at the schools or the coaches that are in the Mountain West and you look at the other schools down south, first time in history the three schools, the Division One schools in Utah, all ranked in the top 25, Utah State, BYU, and Utah. It was an incredible football season last year for the state of Utah. And uh, Blake Anderson exploded onto the scene, and uh, this football team just kept punching above their weight and uh, and, and just played great football week in and week out and uh, had a tremendous year, finishing number 24 in the AP poll. So, as you would imagine... (laughs) After that kind of a season, after that kind of uh, of of a record and 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 turnaround that uh, it took place in one season at Utah State, Blake Anderson's going to get some recognition for that. Last year, he was listed as the number ninety six coach in all of college football, and that's I mean that's laughable. This was a guy who had success at Arkansas State. They didn't give him credit last year. He certainly earned it with what he did uh, following that report. But is his ranking this year still too low? Now He moved up 26 spots to number 70. That's a significant leap. Not very many coaches moved that much. But uh, he comes in at number 70 on the list after winning 11 games last year, winning the Mountain West Conference, winning a bowl game, Beating a Power 5 school on the road. Uh, Significant accomplishments last year for Blake Henderson and the Aggies. And uh, he comes in at number 70. But he's not the highest rated coach in the Mountain West. The Sporting News actually has, drumroll please, Troy Calhoun. Mr. Verve himself, vampire coach. At Air Force, Troy Calhoun, at number sixty-seven. Now he moved up seven spots, uh, but they've got him as the best coach in the Mountain West Conference. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. He's certainly the longest tenured, I believe. Um, he's yeah. When I look at the list, he's he's been at that that institution longer than anybody. And don't get me wrong, he's had some success, but is he the best coach? At all of the Mountain West? Uh, I don't know if I buy that. So he's at number 67. Blake Anderson at 70, not far behind. And not far behind him is Brady Hoke. He comes in at number 73. And last year, he he was uh, listed as 91st. So he moved up 18 spots. Uh, Jay Norvell at Colorado State was at 85 a year ago. At 74 this year. So he moved up. Double digits. Uh, One other coach who moved up double digits was Andy Avalos at Boise State. Uh, Last year, he was at 112 and moved up to 94. So he moved 18 spots. Um, But uh, Jeff Tedford actually is in between Jay Norvell and Andy Avalos at number 81. Now, he wasn't coaching last year, so he wasn't on the list. He wasn't ranked. So we don't know how he compares to the year before. But um, he comes at number 81, Andy Avalos at 94, Craig Bull at Wyoming at 97, dropping four spots from where where he was a year ago, Brent Brennan at 99, dropping 17 spots from where he was a year ago. And then we get into just – No respect, and maybe it's deserved, and it's uh, probably appropriate. But Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico at number 122, following four spots. Timmy Chang at Hawaii, first-time head coach, so no ranking last year, at 126. Marcus Arroyo at UNLV at 127, dropping one spot. And dead last of all coaches in all of college football at this level, Ken Wilson at Nevada at 131. So not a ton of respect for the bottom part of the Mountain West and the coaches there. Uh, 435-339-0321. Do you agree with this list and these rankings of coaches? Uh, 5338 on the text line. Uh, maybe is switching to, back to our basketball discussion. I disagree with the new basketball rules. Assessing a technical for faking a foul is absurd. I also propose eliminating the flopping rule. Flopping is an entertaining part of the game and should remain. What needs to happen, though, is the elimination of the possession arrow. If it's a jump ball, then jump it up. Enough socialism in sports. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Um, though I think there's, there seems to be more movement that the NBA might be looking more at the college System than the college system. Looking at what the NBA does, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I know I know. But I I hate flopping. I don't find that entertaining. Uh, I, I hate watching guys. I mean, it drove me crazy to watch Manu Ginobili and uh, James Harden uh, and others in the game before them who act like they had just been murdered on the court. And act like, oh my gosh, this guy has just been destroyed. How can he even move? And then they hop right up and act, you know, it's back to normal, like nothing ever happened. It's like either you're hurt or you're not. Either you got fouled or you didn't. So trying to sell it and just some of the ways that these guys try to sell it is just it's ridiculous. It doesn't help the game. It hurts the game. it's a mockery, in my opinion. Uh nine three one five. Laughing, uh, <laughs> uh uh laughing to jerry mouse there coach blake should be the highest in the mountain west i mean certainly he he, he had the biggest jump among mountain west coaches with 26 but uh, i'll tell you somebody who who uh who made a really big jump uh how about former utah state defensive coordinator dave aranda he jumped 53 spaces he went from 72 to 19, what he's been doing at Baylor. Uh, Kyle Winningham came in at number 10 overall. Uh, he moved up from 19 a previous uh, year. Kalani Sataki moved up from 46 to 29. And uh, former Utah State Offensive Coordinator Josh Heipel moved up from 39 to 27 at Tennessee. Uh, the top five, for those who may be curious, Nick Saban, number one no big shocker there. Uh, Dabo Sweeney at number two at Clemson. Kirby Smart at Georgia at number three. I think we can have a debate there about really who should be number two, who should be number three. Uh, Ryan Day at Ohio State at number four, and Luke Fickle at Cincinnati coming in at number five. So, interesting list and rankings there from the sporting news. Uh, I I agree. I think Blake Anderson should be higher, uh, but I uh, is he the best coach in the the Mountain West? Is Troy Calhoun, according to this list, is he the best coach in the Mountain West? Certainly he's the most tenured, but does that mean he's the best coach? So I think that's worth the debate. I, I think that I'm okay with Blake Anderson at number two. I'm having a hard time with Troy Calhoun at number one, but who else would be at number one if not Blake Anderson? Brady Hoke, I think you can make a strong argument for him for maybe being a little bit higher. But other than that, I think it's pretty close to where things are when I look at how to rank the coaches in the Mountain West. Um, Jay Norvell did a lot with a little at Nevada, so I don't know four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in and uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, those uh, rankings of college. Uh, coaches in the Mountain West. All right, a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We want to come back, some uh, final thoughts and predictions about the game for tonight, and also an announcement about what we might see on Monday here on the Full Court Press. But before we do that, just want to remind you about Napa Auto Parts. they they got the items that you're looking for, the items that you need, use, and rely on every day. They've got five stores between Preston and Providence to find those parts, and and really they'll even help you install some of them or at least point you in the right direction if you need that extra help. That's Napa Auto Parts. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure
1: to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged.
2: Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
1: Betty, why are you packing your house up? I'm ready to move. My home is so boring. There's no color on the walls. No pop. I have the answer. Go see Castelite and Logan. They have several products to make your walls stand out. I just finished a wall with their Speedy Mason system. It was so easy and looks amazing.
0: Does this sound familiar to you? Refresh your home with affordable options at Castelite. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castelite.com.
1: Here's Chad Norton, the Lawn Doctor, with a tip for your lawn. The way you water your lawn makes a big
2: difference. Water restrictions and water costs have both increased over the years. Lawn Doctor is excited to introduce a new service that keeps your lawn green and healthy while watering less. One application of our new
1: HydroGuard service reduces your water frequency by up to one day a week, saving you water and money. Watering help, fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call Chad Norton, the Lawn Doctor, at 753-LAWN. Follow them on Facebook or go to LawnDoctorCashValley.com.
0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Game four tonight in the NBA Finals, 7 o'clock on ABC, Warriors at the Celtics. Early line right now has, uh, I guess not early line, it's the line, has Boston by four. If that holds true, Boston will take a commanding 3-1 series lead. I, I think that Golden State evens the series tonight. That, that would be my hunch. I know Steph is hobbled, but he's going to play. And uh, I think Golden State comes out with – this is a veteran club who's been through a lot. I think they come through with that urgency and they try to set a tone early. Um, how would Boston handle that? That will be the big question. So well, curious to see how that plays out uh five three three eight Blake Anderson and Kalani Sataki should flip positions on this ranking. Blake Anderson took a dysfunctional football team and guided them to a conference championship in one year plus a quality bowl win. Kalani Sataki has never accomplished anything close to that uh tr- true I mean, Sataki did finish with a pretty strong ranking in the top twenty five last year um and uh finished nineteenth in the poll. Had some quality players going out of the NFL. But I understand what you're saying. I, I do think that Blake should have received more recognition than what he did. Uh nine three one five is the announcement that someone changed their name to Elf the Hodge. No, that's not no, that's not the announcement, but somewhat close. Big announcement on Monday. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, that really is about the future of the full court press. So stay tuned for that. I'm um, going to have a new voice, new regular voice here in the full court press. We'll find out who that is on Monday. So tune in at four o'clock and uh, we'll be off the races. The new era of the full-court press will begin. Until then, have a great night. Enjoy the, the NBA Finals. We'll see you on Monday. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday, the new Saudi Golf League hosted its
1: first event. Before the tournament began, there were rumors the PGA would be sending a strong message to those who decided to participate. The PGA followed through with its promise, but the message wasn't nearly as strong as all the hype led us to believe. The tour officially stripped the live players of the opportunity to participate in PGA Tour tournaments. At face value, the decision seems like a giant loss for the players, but the reality is players don't really care about the tournaments like the Canadian Open or the Byron Nelson or the Rocket Mortgage Classic. They care about the majors. And as of right now, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson will both be allowed to participate in next week's U.S. Open. We can't be certain what the Tour has planned for future majors, but if this is the type of punishment the Tour believes is fair, this weekend's LID Tournament could be the weakest field we'll see. In a long time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.